headphones on, do you always stick with which one says right and which one says left? Religiously. Yeah, me too. Because if I think if they took the time to mark it, then it matters. Somebody it's, spend time on that mix. Right, there's some science into so it. Go into your left ear, and now it goes in your right ear. Sometimes someone gets in both ears. You get double penetrated. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It, it would also feel weird if we had switched it around and we listened to something that had like a drum fill going from left to right. And we're just like, I guess if we were facing each other, we'd look in the same direction. True. It might bring us together, oh, dude. Wow. Wow. With the flip mix. With the flip mix. Who knows the way I hooked up these cables. We could be getting our left <laughs> and our right. We might have the right headphone on. But... You know what's fucked up is I just realized I had my left on my right and my right on my left. And right before we started this, I switched them. And the temperature is different. Oh, I'm realizing one of the ears is warmer than the other. It's like sitting in um, something I never liked was sitting in uh, high school or junior high class Mm -hmm. when there was a class before you. Uh, Sitting in someone else's butt warmth? Warm. Yeah, let me warm it up. My warmth. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Not your warmth. I don't want your residual butt warmth. (laughs) Dude, that goes right out the window with a severe plane crash in the Andes. (laughs) All of a sudden, you're like, I'll take your butt warmth. Is it a premium up there? Yo, let me get that butt warmth. (laughs) How you doing, man? Good. That's your next hook. Let me get that butt warmth. (laughs) Let me get that butt warmth. Yeah. Chris. (laughs) I like it. We're starting out 2019. It's still hard to say. 2019. 2019. Yeah, I mean, phonetically, 2019. It roll. Well, I just you had a whole 365 days of trying to get used to saying 2018. I feel like this year is going to be coined as less than a year to 2020. <laughs> it's almost 2020, almost y'all. There. Yeah. Dude, right now is the closest we've ever been to 2020. Fucking A. No, now is. Right now. Right now. You know what? It wasn't the Mayans, it wasn't the Aztecs. <laughs> No. Yeah, we. I like people whose calendars actually go past 2012. A lot of people don't talk about it, but the Sioux ha- also had a calendar. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking the Mayans are working for hella. How long ago was that? And they made a calendar that outlasted them, and we're all mad thinking the world's going to end. They just ran out of rock. Yeah, but you they, know didn't, what I'm they never, <laughs> yeah, exactly. the they never called out anything on the calendar. Shit repeats they just anyway. Stopped. Yeah. <laughs> Shit gets boring after a while. <laughs> <laughs> How far did you take that, Carl? That is that like 2012, I don't know, December Ish. sometime. <laughs> Almost it... the end of the year. I didn't have the nerve to finish off the year. Hey, what are numbers there, uh, Quetzalcoatl? <laughs> I can't do that. Let's fucking light this candle. <laughs> do it. Chris, there's all kinds of shit going on in 2019. Yeah, the fucking year of step your game up step is 2019. Game up. You know what that means? Format, son. The other F word. F word. The other F word. The other. other That's going to be my F word. It's actually the other other F word. It's like too many F words. No, no. I'm I'm putting it right up to number one. Okay. I'm trying to swear less. Yeah. You know, it was something. Maybe that could be a New Year's resolution that we won't swear so much. It's not. The F word (laughs) is not punctuation. But somehow it is to me. Yeah. I'm a foul mouth and I'm working on it. Yeah, yeah. As of now. I'm with you. Starting right I'm going to join now. joining your quest there, Johnny. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm your bandit to your Johnny quest. Yeah, you are. I wish I was race banning. <laughs> Everybody wishes they were race banning. Not in this garage, Chris. All right, fine. <laughs> what else is going on in this garage? The format, brother. We got. We have a little format this year. We're gonna actually have a format this year. How about that? Times. 
closing in on 10 years. It's about time to get a format. Now that, you know, I'm so good at everything else, let's apply a format it's to this shit. season of the format. And we like talking about music. <laughs> yes, 2019. That's a, like a Donovan song, right? <laughs> season of the format. Um, 2019, we, we talk about a lot of music on this show anyway. Like a lot. Yeah. We're musicians. We mm. talk about music. We love music. I think most people. I'd say, I say I think it's safe to say most people. Fifty-one percent of people, at least, enjoy music. I know there's weirdos out there who don't. Yeah, yeah. But it's it's above fifty. That oh, that that yes. do. Yeah, that do. That's an easy over under. Right Jared, there. I remember my first podcast. I was mentioned as being a musician. <laughs> you told me about it just oh, so recently. Five it feels ago. anyway. Yeah. Dude, you I've been I'd outed see, as a musician. I think I've been outed as a musician. I see you as a musician. You you are fucking in it. I'm in it to win I'm it, jealous. baby. I'm jealous, dude. Tell us my swag. Not so much the swag. <laughs> <laughs> That's not where I'm going. So what, what's the format? The format is we're going to start talking about records. Like all the way. All the way talking about records. That's actually going to be the new name of the podcast. <laughs> Boom. Chris and Jared all the way talking about records. Biatch. Uh, yeah, no, we're going to talk about records. And then we thought, well, we could have themes within that, too. And have, like, little seasons, maybe. Little, yeah. little yes. bundles yes. of episodes. And so we're going to focus. Obviously, we want to. We're going to focus on that second album. Yeah. Of a band who maybe maybe they had a great first album. Maybe they had a real stinker first album, but, but the if second we're, album. If we're talking about the band that has a great second album, they probably had a first album that was pretty banging, and maybe the second album, in retrospect, is even better than the first. Right. Maybe people even thought so at the time. Maybe people didn't realize it at the Dude, time. You, you're having ideas right now. About All that constantly. band. Do, do you know how much I want Meatloaf to be in that? And it's he's never gonna. It's it's. What is his second album? Bad Out of Hell Two. Might have been. <laughs> this is, his first one's like Bad Out of Hell. Yeah, yeah. That's his first album. Well, debut. Well, maybe that's someday we'll come to. Yeah, hot debut. Hot debut. We, we might come to hot debuts. We'll put season. Guns and Roses in there and Meatloaf. Van Halen. Fine. Meatloaf. Finally, yeah. dude. For you, because you're my friend, I would do that with you. Yeah, much, awesome. I would. And I would keep my uh, sarcastic tone to a minimum. Yeah, as but well. you also appreciate good songwriting I and do. great piano Jim playing. Jim Steinman is both. <laughs> so this is the fucking banging <laughs> we second get a swear album. jar. That's what we need is a swear <laughs> jar. <laughs> um, banging second albums. There's a lot. You're probably thinking of several in your head right now as you're listening to this. Yep. And you're right. We're not going to get to all of them, though. <laughs> yeah, There's but right in it, fucking jerks at tnenetwork.com. Yeah, if you got a good idea for a second album, we'll fucking do it. Say that again, because I talked right. on you. Jerks at tnenetwork.com. Right yeah. in if you... You're doing it again. Sorry. <laughs> Take if it you, from the top. <laughs> I can't work here. If you can think of a banging second album, bring it to our attention. Because we don't necessarily want to do everything we already know that's what i'm worried about this like we have our fucking wheelhouse yeah. obviously we're going to talk about nothing shocking with chains addiction that's coming at I some figured point that was a kind of a given at some point that's a banging second album it we're, fits the criteria what can i say and we're also and we never really talk about it much on this podcast <laughs> <laughs> and we don't we're not going to tolerate this kind of talk let me method act yeah, for yeah, a little it. bit 
Silence while you follow the character. Well, technically, the Beastie Boys had a <laughs> fucking punk album that was before <laughs> License to Ill. Yeah. So if you wanted to get... Yeah, we uh. don't care about that shitty demo you guys scraped together 500 yeah. bucks to make. That doesn't count. Yeah. Talking full release. Just like hmm. prom night. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't happen, by oh, the way. Me neither. Okay. Well, not with her. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Jacking I'm off in the truck. I'm out of drive home. <laughs> All right, Jared. What's, where are we going to start, man? Let's do the Benz. The, the what? The Benz. Yes. Radiohead. Radiohead. Do, oh, do that again. <laughs> in 10 years, that's never happened. <laughs> oh, let's hope it takes Dude, another 10 years. Should we just get an apartment right now? <laughs> just Seriously, for 1000 bucks, there's a studio apartment that's in Des Moines. Yeah. You and I go 50-50. We just have an apartment. That is our studio. Whatever. We'll be like the monkeys. It's our whatever. It's like a two-man monkey. <laughs> Let's just call it a secret house. Yeah. Oh, yeah. we got to keep that secret. Can we pay like Bitcoin? Oh, so, my like, God. So it's untraceable. Oh, my God. D- Jared, I'm not going to go into this fucking bit right now, but okay. something I've been thinking about is my oldest active email account that I use for signing up for... X, y, Stuff you don't want to get spammed on, and if you do, you don't read it. Yeah, I I have gotten threats for I've been watching you watch <laughs> pornography. <laughs> Plausible, yeah, and also a good call. I'm yeah. fucking awesome at it. <laughs> <laughs> and obviously, the, the the I'm gonna kill your dad. Right, that was a good one. But that was the thinking was me. But the threat, right? Threat assessment. Oh, who? But this is not an episode of uh, okay. that. Okay, that's just. Anyway, we'll come to that. We'll come to the Bitcoins later. We'll come to the Bitcoins later. (sighs) The Bitcoins to the Benz. Everybody knows Radiohead. I mean, if you live under a rock, if you don't know Radiohead. But I will give you some of the specifics, just in case. (laughs) They're from Oxford. What are you going to say? You're going to do a spit take? They're from Oxford. Oxfordshire. Or Oxfordshire. Educated blokes. Right. I wouldn't worry about it much. They're, not they're, much of a college. They're talent. like the British radio. Uh, radio. <laughs> they're, like the, they're like the British Rage Against Machine. Yes, <laughs> I heard these guys were smart too. <laughs> they are extremely British. Like, like cannot tan. They are the most English mofo's that you're going to run into. Just, <laughs> you know, like Jagger had. He's British. He's English, but like these guys are. Yeah, these guys are English. Yeah, yeah. And you don't mean our friend Jager. No, no, that's Mick, where I went Mick, immediately. Because I don't think he tans well either. No, not so much. But, I mean, we're talking some real pasty, nerdy dudes. Yeah. They got one good looking guy in the whole band, Ed mm-hmm. O'Brien. Come on. He, he, back yeah. in the day. Are they art school? Are these art school people? I don't think so. Because well, there might be a vein with stuff we've, we've kind of talked about as far as alternative high schools and artist educations right. to good second albums. Alternative high school. I think that's more like, they do schools funny. Like what they call their private schools are actually public schools. Like learning so, centers. You hear about them going to yeah. the learning center. Mm. We, was, we were in a class again. The fungalo bungalow. That's what we call <laughs> education. But these guys have known each other since high school. Yeah. I think that's another yeah. key. They, it's like that U2 tip. Yeah. Here's the thing about that. It drives me nuts. The high school band. It's like a steering wheel above my belt buckle. It's driving me nuts. (laughs) Fucking the art school. We knew each other for a while. Oh, good. You formed a band and it's awesome. 
I mean, I'm, I'm just saying, if only Brett and Arthur could have fucking, like, like, I don't know what it was. <laughs> I tried singing for a little bit. We just didn't have it. The band called Mostly Virgins. <laughs> well, I would, I would, I would think that go, would go for Radiohead at the time. Yeah, John Singler was the only one who wasn't the virgin in that band. Mostly, yeah, and the mostly. I digress. But they did all go to school together. They never had a lineup change once they started making records. They had like weird horn sections and stuff back in the day. Yeah. But they're like a U two who's never had a lineup change. High school friends, boom, they come up. Their first major label album, like I said, we're not counting the shitty demos. In this case, they were pretty shitty as well. But Pablo Honey, so named for a Jerky Boy skit. <laughs> really? For, for real. I was wondered, but I found out this week that is true. Pablo Honey, please come to Florida. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know. Yeah, I had no somebody idea. Somebody had given them a tape of the Jerky Boys. and They thought it was hysterical. They thought it was hilarious. That's another, it's yeah. the best. I actually do think Radiohead has a sense of humor, but it's really black Dude, and uh, cynical. They showed up on South Park as themselves <laughs> to make fun of a kid who just ate chili made of his killed parents. <laughs> and Cartman was and it, it, licking that kid's tears when he found out that it, he just ate his parents. And Radiohead, who were guests at this chili bake-off, <laughs> <laughs> fucking started being like, this kid's a little pussy. He's he's crying. Look at him cry. And as soon as he realized his whole world collapsed, Cartman started licking his tears, oh going, "Oh, they taste so good." <laughs> Case and, in point. And Radiohead really fucking did the voices. Black sense of humor. Yeah. Gallows humor. Yeah. It's so a good British trait. All right. Sure. But uh, Pablo, honey, please come to Florida. Where Where are you at when you? When you when this album comes onto your radar, Pablo Honey? No, 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 no. The Benz. Oh, the Benz. Well, I'm getting there. See, Pablo Honey was a problem <laughs> for these guys. I'm giving a little background. Pablo Honey became a problem because they had one song that not really anybody in the band even liked. Yeah, Creep. Yeah, and they had to live up to that shit because that was the only reason people were going to go see them play, and they had to play this song that nobody liked. So what you're saying is that Radiohead. Yeah. Almost as a theme to this album is coming up from the depths of stardom yes. and having to deal with that in their face, in the face of success, yep. juxtaposed to their creative desire to still want to make poignant music. Something like that. Something like that. So they get world famous. They're, they're friends. Okay. The, the name of the album comes from the reaction to that album, Pablo Honey. <laughs> The Benz. What? How do you get the Benz? You buy too come, much honey. Coming up too quick, man. Yeah, you're coming up coming too quick. Up too quick. I, I, absolutely. And that's where they were feeling. That, exactly. This album. That's that's the theme through the album. Yes. So now this album. <laughs> did I do? Did I step on you? No. I'm no, sorry. I don't have a list or anything. I just thought I could tie that in because I had that written down. Coming up from the coming up from the depths of fast stardom. Yeah, dude, that's the that's how you, you get the bins. That's how you get it. That's how you got no real friends. That's why I like free diving, by the way, because you're not drinking, you're not taking in compressed air or keep any that kind of thing. Bloodstream pure. You, you keep it pure. Whatever, David Duke. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Can't believe you just said that. Wow. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> these guys go to make their second the album. Hell of a connection. And this is where they they run into Bob Lecky. Who used to engineer for Pink Floyd, and he's made a few good albums. 
little band called Muse, Origin of Symmetry. Of course, that yeah. was probably a couple. That was three years after the Benz, but he fucked around. Who do you who do you mess around with? Who do you and the Blowfish? Yeah, everyone I knows that. Just calling that. <laughs> oh, XTC. That's what I was trying to think of. He did like the good XTC albums, so that you know. Yeah. No way, like, really? For sure. <laughs> Which one's that? Stone Roses. Uh, the one with, like, Stone making Roses? Pl- <laughs> yeah, like making plans for Nigel and stuff. That was that was your man right there. Is that, dude, is that an ecstasy fucking yeah. song? Yeah. Primus covered it, so they're in with oh, me. Oh, no doubt. No, th- no doubt didn't cover it. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, we're only... Uh, I can't do it. They get Bob Leckie up on the scene. Yeah. They said we're going to make a real album, He's, guys. There's a commonality between excellent second albums yes. and Bob Leckie. Obviously. And this is also important because this is where I they mean, met. if you love the Stone Roses. This is what they... <laughs> we're going to get a Britpop in a minute. Fudge. We're in it, dude. Nigel Godric. This is where Nigel Godric enters the scene as the engineer. But he would go on to produce every album they've done since. I thought Nigel Godric was the name of Aqualung from fucking <laughs> Jethro Tull. I didn't... Oh, oh my God. I'm uh, just putting this together. Sitting at the soundboard. <laughs> <laughs> that is a very British name. <laughs> Nigel Godric. That, that's, that is Dude, a... You are, gotta a be Harry British. Potter character. <laughs> <laughs> that guy was in House Slytherin. <laughs> but it's important because they would go on to just do everything together. He's like the fifth... He's the sixth Radiohead. <laughs> For sure. Yeah. I'm telling you, I Damn. tell you, uh, but yeah, recorded RAK Studios '94, uh, my senior year of high school. So I remember it came out. I was out in, in the world, mm-hmm. living on my own, and like, yeah, okay, yeah, where you're at, yeah. I remember actually, my roommate Mike had brought home the aqua, see, no, he was made aqua lung, <laughs> iron lung, <laughs> see, it's all coming around, iron lung. <laughs> he, brought, he brought home that iron lung EP. Yeah, and we had had the Benz. We were pretty hip to the Benz when we 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 liked it. Right, you were fresh on it. Oh yeah, funky fresh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my bad. And uh, <laughs> word. So he brought that thing home, uh, which had come out I don't know, several months, I guess, before the album. But it was this EP of like some new shit. And I was like, Iron Lung. I will, I will get to Iron Lung, but yeah, damn, yeah, yeah. that was like the first teaser. And then yeah. I remember walking. Yeah. To the records, I had just moved to Ballard. <laughs> I spent one year in exile in Ballard. Long story. I walked down to Backstage Music. I remember, that was my record store. I walked in there, picked up my CD copy of the Benz, and freaky cover too, dude. Out. Yeah, like it just that red stripe with the with the um, the Benz. Yeah, and then. The mannequin? It's a C- check this. It's a CPR dummy. It looks like a CPR dummy. But it's dummy. been digitally combined with Tom York's face. I oh. shit you not. Good That's move. why it's so creepy and weird. Fucking You're like, it is move. creepy. Well, there's, look- with, okay. He's either about to sneeze or he's nutting. There's a familiarity either with the CPR dummy posturing mm-hmm. or some facial recognition. But that carries sonically through this album. There's... This the I hate this saying this fucking word by the way, familiarity, 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 fucking through this whole album. You you don't you you go is that the beat? No, it's not the beat. Is that the no? It's not that fuck. And it's it's their sound that they're cementing into your head, pulled off of 
I don't know all of their influences. Yeah, I got no idea. This is, I, they're you know, starting to enter that room of of, of Radioheadness. Yes, yes, and also fucking the Greenwood, the Greenwood twins, <laughs> twins. <laughs> Who Green had this book series prior where they used to solve crimes? Yeah, fucking let's like play the, Brit- some, the let's British pop- Hardy Boys. Let's play some of this music, man. Let's drop right into this album with no further delay. Yeah. Oh, I do want to say this is their worst charting album of all time. <laughs> Never got any higher than eighty-eight on the on the on the Hot One Hundred. There's going to be another commonality, <laughs> a familiarity with that fucking uh, Matrix, there, bro. Oh, also, this album is dedicated to Bill Hicks. Oh, nice. Yeah. Do you know what? I got a Maynard thing coming up. Well, there you Play go. this shit. Connection. Planet Telex, the first song in there. And the way this song starts out, it's like you can see the Planet Telex. Little Jetson cars flying around as you're coming down. You're like all these futuristic Planet te- I don't know. I picture very futuristic and shining and bright. And the intro just makes it sound like that. And then you start singing. And then you realize Planet Telex has a homeless problem in it drug epidemic <laughs> Planet Telex is kind of screwed up <laughs> so uh, I mean you can take my word for it I could just roll it but uh, just picture that in your mind I'll never ruin this song for you see flying in <laughs> I make pictures in my mind Chris And then bring everybody together again. Yeah. What a banger of a first 30 seconds. The, the, yes. That intro is like straight up British shoegaze of the moment. And it just launches into something else. Like they, it's very, it's all very British, but very nineties, very of its time. It makes you wondering where it's going. Yeah. It kind of reminds me of like a what kind of atmosphere Leo. is this fucking spaceship? Oh, it's a way through. to open a freaking record too, but man. It's not the movie aliens, dude. It's like where the planet's like, Totally accepting, but then you realize <laughs> at a price. Some of these people got some opinions. It's like a jammed up Star Trek episode. But that flange guitar at the at the, is that flange? The next, is that tremolo? It's like a flange or a, tr- probably a flange and a tr- the tremolo is going. There's a lot of tremolo on this record. Yeah, yeah, so much tremolo. Yeah, but you know what? I enjoy it. Yeah. I enjoy the tremolo through this whole fucking thing. It's it's like a signature sound for this album. Where they start going into a little bit more digital integration, um, you know, in later albums. This thing has got that, like, analog fucking uh, staccato. Yeah. Yeah. And he, you know, we all seen, like, Johnny Greenwood during a show just hunched over his pedal board. Just working. Playing it it like it's another instrument. Working it. And he does it to death on this record, but I ain't mad at it. But there's that, when they come in, I guess it's the chorus. It's that seasick fucking guitar that, yeah. the, it, with the flange and the tremolo and the flism and the flasm this, so, this song for the first song on a second album oh, here we go grabs here it you. comes just grabs your attention now bring it to the top level just bring it up there Tom 
Just big, long strokes yeah. on that guitar, and man. Order, what did he just fucking say? <laughs> Everything is broken. Typical. Mind you, this is going to be a commonality through this album. Oh, this is not an upbeat. This is this is not an upbeat album at all. Yeah, uh, I don't but think they have any. Funny enough, you only get the bends from going up. True. You know what I'm saying, Jerry? Fucking ass. We're going to say a lot of things on this podcast, like Britpop, because yeah, yeah. Let's face this is 1995. This is like Prime, Oasis, Blur, Pulp, uh, The Stone Roses. Thank you very much. Uh, <laughs> Reef. I mean, <laughs> we get deep. But Britpop was a thing, and it was happening, and they were part of that wave. You know, They yeah. were part of some, They had not yet started making their own wave. Yeah. They're still very much riding this wave, still very much showing a lot of their influences. Um, but like I said, entering that room... And they just stepped. I mean, the room is huge. It's a, it's a gymnasium. It's a room. But they just—they're just getting their toe in there, yeah. and that's the exciting part to me. Is these guys figuring out what it is that they do? Yeah. And really, it's yeah, like I think you feel a little bit more secure saying that in, in hindsight oh, too. Yeah. You know. Oh, at the like time you, I was, <laughs> I was like, "This is dope." It was something you can't do all but once is listen to somebody's great second album for the first time. Yeah. Right? Did I just blow your mind? Blown. <laughs> Blown. It, it makes you, dude, you're so, with a band that has that great first album that gets your attention that you want to invest some time into and you're genuinely excited about listening to their second album. Right. They're aware, they're aware of it. Right. They're, the producer, at least, is aware of it. Whoever is putting this album structure together, one to two to three to four, this is going to fucking bring him in. How do you follow that shit up? Right. I mean, Arthur and I are standing in the MTV beach house on a rainy Dude, day. I was going to bring this up because <laughs> this is this moment that you're about to speak about has been brought up not by us in other like writings and like as, as an example of, of how miserable Radiohead were. They did general. not look like they were having fun. You tell this. And Tom York is wearing a Hamburglar t-shirt, like straight Brit, <laughs> just straight Brit. Yep. So pale, needly teeth, stringy blonde hair. Okay, he's still got the long blonde hair, like, yeah. kind of like a mop. Oh, like kind of like Turner. from from the movie, the the original movie, The Time Machine. Yeah, yeah. The the creatures that lived underground, except for he was like the emaciated, even paler one. Yeah. It's a grown-out um, bowl cut. But they had to play the song seven times. And this was the crowd take time, and this was the audience take time, and this was the fucking Sonics time, and this was the we're shooting the band time, and this is the this time, and this wow. is the that time. Now, we're standing there. Jenny Phillips is there. Uh, <laughs> Christina... Uh, uh, I forget her. I'm forgetting her last name, but her family owned Carlucci's Pizza. Their last name was not Carlucci. Okay. Uh, they're Greek, but they made a great pizza, except for every now and then you taste a little bit of celery in the sauce, and you're like, what That's the fuck? That's kind of a Greek thing. There? Yeah, yeah, yeah. celery we, in there. Dirty knife. They were dirty spoon in it. <laughs> dirty wooden spoon in it. <laughs> but they made a hell of a pizza. All right. Um, so a number of us from high school are there at the MTV Beach House. Long Island. <laughs> and fucking, they're doing creep over and over oh, and over God. and over again. Uh, in the video, you can see 
Arthur's shoes, <laughs> my socks. I think I was wearing socks and sandals at the right. time. Nice old um, 90s move. I think Jenny Phillips shows up uh, full face somewhere. But there was this lady going through this going through the crowd <laughs> you know this is the time where MTV had that zoom 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 up oh, into yeah. your face yeah. going or, through or the crowd up yeah. to your fucking face and so there was an unbecoming person doing that camera angle and everybody's reaction is who the fuck is this person because right. they were coming up nobody we weren't media savvy not right. nearly like people are today and so you're like you know, you didn't realize that's how they make that shot. And it doesn't matter who's behind it. None of it was glamorous. It was all overcast. And on the last take, Tom York dives into the pool. I thought about jumping into the pool. It was so cold out. <laughs> it was not a nice summer day. He probably got pneumonia. He's all sickly. Yeah, he got, it was not good. And he was upset about it. And I remember hearing them say between takes, like, I thought that was the fucking band take. Oh, like, they had a few more to go? Yeah, absolutely. But he, they didn't, because of continuity, that was it. Yeah. He, and oh, I hope you got the shot. A, I'm thinking he's a little more savvy than he's letting on. They, he was done. There was conversations I heard, because we weren't far away, about them being like, I thought that was going to, I went all out for that take. <laughs> I didn't, I didn't, spent. yeah, I didn't play, <laughs> I, didn't, I wasn't doing the fucking, you know, um, gesturing for this take you were doing the crowd take you know the, the, whatever yeah. there was industry talk yeah yeah it's called industry talk anyway we were there man yeah it's on it's on youtube i'm gonna watch that later because yeah. i was thinking about that it's several creepy. times this week like chris was there at the beach house every audio take when i'm a creep everybody knows the song yeah, right yeah Jujun. yeah right <laughs> What a jerk. <laughs> right before the jijuns on both of them, every take, I started yelling when nobody was yelling. There you go. <laughs> you got to be in that video. Yeah. Can you yeah. hear you in the video? Maybe. I don't uh, know, we'll, we'll get to the bottom of that. Let's go to the second <laughs> song, dude. Because it's The Benz, the title track with the Boston intro. Hit it. <laughs> Fuck it. Oh, wait, I forgot about the wind chimes. Rick Skeeves. <laughs> Yeah, Is that wind chimes? Oh! <laughs> oh, sing it. See, that just that just reminds me of like a Boston song or like uh, Free or something. Like feel like making love. Like yeah, a, like a. It's one a of the best anthem. Thirty seconds, if not the best thirty seconds on this whole album. It's just very good because what are you doing for your second song on your second album? It, coming out with a banger, man. And Radiohead, this is indicative of what they're going to set up for the the rest. What they're setting up for the rest of the album. Yeah, is that they know what their pop influences are. But they're making their own territory now. And they're taking these cues. Getting they, large. They're holding where you don't think they're going to hold. They're fucking hitting those doubles right before you, you're ready for it. Mm -hmm. 
and then they make you listen as they let that settle down and you're like where are you gonna go from here well then that's when with the strut we were talking about earlier getting to it just getting to that glam strut which is right about yeah yeah yeah. very very Mick Ronson guitars all of it just sawing but this is the strut <laughs> they, they, what they, that's fucking another one bites the dust. The second time through, when all of a sudden that guitar comes in just strumming. Of course, another one bites the dust is, is, is just, you know, strumming real quick and, and staccato like. I'm going to use staccato a lot here because <laughs> he is. I don't have a Johnny Greenwood is, he should be listed in the track listing as guitarist, keyboardist, slash agent of chaos. Yes, because he busts into a song like Kramer busts into Jerry's apartment. <laughs> he just comes out of like, boom, Jerry. <laughs> uh, he he likes to make himself. He likes to announce himself very much when he enters for the solo. So when I was listening to this cut today, um, I, I was like, dude, this track makes me feel like I'm listening to a live album. Just the way it was going. Then I immediately realized I had been listening to a live album. <laughs> but but that's the that's yeah, what yeah. they're doing when they play live. They can reproduce this shit. Yeah, this isn't this isn't so far beyond um, what they can you know do inside a studio, no. outside a studio, and how they're going to play it again. Amazing, this, yeah. They still carry this live. Amazingly, to this day, they still track most of their songs live in the studio. It feels which is that insane. Way. It feels that way, especially with those real delicate holds that they do in the intro of this song. Right. So you know they're not just studio gangsters. Uh, they could put. I mean, they're for real. They're actual good musicians. Which, like, go figure. I had that written down here that they're not just studio gangsters. It's yeah. so weird that we thought that like, same thing. You're only tough in the studio. <laughs> you know, you're you know right. the type. Yeah, no, I got Loud it. as a motorbike, but wouldn't bust a grape in a fruit fight. <laughs> studio gangster, not these guys, not these boys from Oxfordshire. This outro is very classic rock too. I think that's yeah. That's the that's the Stones. Just Damn. I really feel like they're just summing up like the whole musical atmosphere at the time. Yeah, going, yeah. yeah, we can do all this. We got that. We got this. They had no choice but to make a computer after this because they just already proved they could do all the other stuff. It makes it a brilliant second song because you want to see what they're going to do in the first song, and you know probably the first song is not going to be your favorite song on this album. Right. They'll never be this. They've never been this bluesy. Like blues is nothing yeah. you you associate with Radiohead. This is saying we we can we can fucking rock guitar. We can we can do guitar rock and rock guitar and do guitar rock <laughs> rocking that guitar, <laughs> which they do with abandon on this album. And I like that song. Obviously, we just talked about what it's about. The bends are coming up too fast. Fame is a bitch. Maybe a relationship metaphor in there somewhere. I don't know. Too this much nitrogen just in your bloodstream. But the next song, the next song. That's it. Well, yeah. A lot of people don't know. Tom York's mom died from the Benz. <sighs> That's an intensely personal album, man. Yep. Yep. Is his mom dead? <laughs> <laughs> is, isn't that a question? Is that one real, time? <laughs> that's a real tough question to ask, isn't it? <laughs> so, this next song is. I told you earlier. You want me? You want the last splash? Yeah. Cannonball. Which, by the way, <laughs> the Breeders' last splash second album. We might have to yeah, cover yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, I'm down with that. Um, this song though, 
it's high and dry. Yeah. And I told you going into this, there was a couple songs that this is a granted, this is like a perfect album. This is a masterpiece. Doesn't mean there's some moments I don't like as much. <laughs> you know? Alright, all right. All right. If, there, if most of these songs are A's, this one's clocking in at like a B minus. Okay. Which gonna... is still a fantastic grade. Uh, yeah, yeah, sure, sure. No, no, go ahead but and this play. This song it. is Let's... this song, I'm gonna play it real quiet. I'm gonna say some shit gonna, because I, I don't wanna listen well, to this song. Very yeah, much. I'm gonna break it down for you, dude. This song is fine. It's fine. There's nothing wrong with it. Yeah. But because of this song, a thousand I had to hear a thousand shitty ballads trying to sound like this. Mm-hmm. I'm talking to you, Goo Goo Dolls. Oh, I'm talking boy. to yeah, yeah. every a, Hootie and the Blowfish song. song. I'm talking mm-hmm. a couple bad Oasis songs after this. It's just not anyone could have this could have been a hundred other bands. Yeah. There's nothing super radio heady about what this. What you need to do, Jared, is forget about those bands and realize <laughs> that this is Radiohead playing this song. No, no, no. Don't, don't go away yet. Wait, wait, what are you doing here? It's good background music. I got music. my Delilah voice on, It's great bro. background music. You know what this I have written for this song? to Chris Feifel. Immediately, I want to cry. <laughs> and in a cathartic sense. Really? This song brings it I'm sold on the first two. This this song comes in. And now let me tell you where I'm coming from, Jared. Come from there. I listened to this album so much when I was painting in my studio in Georgetown. Mm-hmm. This was a go-to like 11.30 p.m. fucking, I got something going on now. I feel like I want to get into it. Right. I got a rhythm going. Put this on this whole album would carry me through you know the hour or so that it that it plays but i'll tell you what if you're sold on this album and this song starts oh i you, mean you, it, it, i think it i think get under your fingernails it makes me think about i mean it's it does make me think about like making out with girls and being at like it's in a girl's room because this would be the song that the just, girl would play yeah yeah no no this isn't a make out song it's just this, fully a this, make out song yeah, they're all make out songs. Listen, you, dude, the right you don't make out till the fifth song, bro. Come on now. <laughs> this is come the, on, uh, dude. This is make out foreplay music right here. This is yeah, like this is make out foreplay. This is like right. uh, the girl that you got a crush on yeah. in science class writes these lyrics on her uh, peachy folder. Nah, and, uh, nah, yeah, a little bit. I'm not okay, a little bit. A little bit. <laughs> little bit. <laughs> it is very. I will say this. They're talking about showing their. Uh, Influences quite a bit. This song has got the Smiths all over it. This, uh, this, this is a yeah, Lost yeah, yeah. Morrissey B side. No, it's a sad boner. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that it is. That it is. I will say it's very Smiths. Uh, but it's it's like anything Oasis would have done. The, even the guitar solo is just kind of like there. It's it's not much. It's, it's, great, a, it's a bridge. It's a great bridge song. But you don't put it on on its own. This that's what I'm saying. It's right. like it's like something under your fingernail. You, you never plan for anything to be there. And you don't put it on the album right before you pla- fake plastic trees. Oh come on, stop spoiling. <laughs> yeah. I mean that's a real ballad right there. No, it, it's not bad. That they couldn't. I mean it's not bad in front of that because yeah. flake f- flake flake fuck flake you. Williams fake plastic trees is a banger. Yeah, play it, dude. We got. Uh, We See, got a, we got a history with this song. Chris. Yes, if if this song would have started right after the bends, it'd be 
you wouldn't think this song is as great as it is. They got to play something super dull in front of it so that it stands out. I get it. You get a, a bridge. You get a bridge into this thing. I will say Tom himself is on record saying he doesn't care too much for High and Dry. Yeah. I don't think he cares for too much in general. <laughs> sure. But this, Which really means High and Dry is down low on his list. <laughs> listen, they were young. They needed a hit. That song is obviously a hit. I mean, that's a hit song. You could listen to that objectively. i got to pause this because we're still talking about High and Dry. Oh, boy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's a hit. Yeah, can, anyone can, with ears can listen to that and say that will play great on the mm-hmm. radio. And they needed that. Yeah, they were they were broke. They needed money. <laughs> they did it for the money. I'll give them one. <laughs> but this song is beautiful. We used to cover this song in our old band, mm-hmm. and we used to get pretty uh, high marks on it. I will say, this many, is, many a lady came up and talked to me after we played this, this song. <laughs> I was packing up my cymbals. <laughs> this was probably our best cover. For it might be the best cover I've ever played. We've. I remember enjoying playing this mostly because of the restraint. Oh, yeah. It's, I mean, talk about a crescendo. But it's Dude. a restraint c- crescendo. Yeah, I mean, even it it's never not this really hits like 10. Passionate fucking blow. It's just. The slow I'm burn. Gonna, I know where I'm going. It's the this slow burn. This song knows where it's going. Yeah. And apparently, it's about the Canary Wharf or some shit. I don't even know where that is. And like overdevelopment and whatever Tom York says it's about. But it's all pretty much agreed upon that they went to a, uh, oh my God, I better not talk about that because I can't remember. Jeff Buckley. There we go. He went to a Jeff Buckley concert, came back. Things hadn't been going that great in the studio that day. He kicks everybody out of the studio, makes Tom lay this vocal down, does it in three takes, breaks into tears at the last one because it was just too much for him. <laughs> Strain. Oh, man. It had come down. He got that. Tr- and. Frankly, if I had done that vocal take, I might have cried too. Well, to talk about Tom's fucking vocalization, there's so much emotion in it. Yeah, he, you know, he brings you to he brings you to that fucking moment. Speaking of your crescendo, this is very Morrissey too. What's nice is this song through guitar and then also through drums alternating. And that little organ, it just keeps that timing. It just keeps fucking marching through. It's, it's a resolve. This song feels like resolve, like you're pulling yourself together, you know? Right. Boom. He didn't even blow himself out there. No. But but this verse has got a little more intention it gets, to it. It goes up further. He's like, I got some momentum. I got something back in me right now. And I'm going to fucking keep marching forward. I'm going to look at those fake titties. <laughs> and I'm going to be like... They're all right, but they're fake titties, and That's I'm right. fine with that. But those are your fake titties. <laughs> Does he talk about that? Right here, man. That's where he's really going for it. Yeah. What does he say there? I can't help the feeling I could blow through the ceiling. Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And let me tell you something. When you got a pretty shit hot band behind you, and yeah. you go into that and you sing that line, you feel it. There's this self When that crescendo's rising, you're like, that's a great line to sing. Yeah. And, uh, damn. Yeah, but even the still, still there, like, sick humor. And the guy that did surgery for girls in the 80s, but yeah. gravity always wins. <laughs> that's that's where, was, where right. I was going with the, the fake, fake titties. titties. Yeah, I was following you. Fake, right, cool. fake plastic titties. That was the working title. <laughs> FPTs? Yeah. Oh man, but more yeah, very 
more Morrissey. That was also the first U.S. single. I loved playing that song live. I did too. I enjoy it. That's such a, just a good song. Yeah, it's just a good song. I liked listening to it while we were playing it. It was one of those, you know, be present in the moment kind yeah, of thing. Yeah. And Radiohead is one of the few bands that I fucking wish I was in. I wish I was good enough to be in. I wish I was in the moment with them. No doubt. Rage Against the Machine, another one of those bands. Mm-hmm. It's good shits. Yeah. Yeah. They have, they have got a pretty good second album. I don't Rage? think it's going to make our t- cut, though. No. No. Evil Empire, right? Yeah. 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 It's good. Solid. I, mean, I think we, if we're going to do first, hot shit, hot first albums, we might have to go with that one, though. Okay. The first Rage We album. do. Shit hot first albums. <laughs> the first Rage album's got to be in there. Hands down. Yeah, yeah. All right. We'll come back to that fucking shit. Let's get to some Bones. Yeah. I, I, I'm just going to say I fucking love this song, like, a lot. And if I if I had called out, um, what's his name, Tom York, <laughs> for, for pulling a Morrissey one. I'm sorry. Just, just I want to, I'm going to tell a quick story about when I was listening to Fake Plastic Trees today. Do it. Uh, I'm in traffic. And I'm coming back because the viaduct's down, and right. I got I'm rerouting. I'm going through fucking Did you come down first into Alaskan. I'm going no, I'm going <laughs> from from north to south. I'm going through uh, the Mercer entrance. Uh, yeah, okay. You know, South Lake Union. Get on fire. Well, this fucking guy. I, I'm listening to this whole album live <laughs> takes, assortment of live takes. Fake plastic trees comes on. I'm in the moment, and I'm making this left with the green arrow. And this guy, there was already somebody who snaked the yeah, red. Yeah, I hate that And then shit. this guy just blew, didn't even slow down, yep. blew it. And as this thing, this song started, and I'm in the moment, <laughs> I fucking hit my horn and just full bird him yeah. out the fucking driver's side. Some fake plastic bullshit going on with the Mercer Some merge. fake plastic bullshit. He knew what he did. Yeah. This is just a dick move. I hate that area at that time of day. It's a dick it's, move. It's, that's not fun. <laughs> It's not funny. It's not fun. Bones. Tom York. I'd called him out for being a Morrissey wannabe on a couple songs. Yeah. This is where Johnny wants to be Johnny Marr. It's real in, bad. It's influences, though. <laughs> yeah. We're feeling the influences. And they're good influences. Absolutely. Well, if you're going to be influenced, I mean, he's obviously not, he's not from the Clapton camp. He's not from like that classic no. rock. So Johnny, Johnny Marr, his age, of course he would look up to Johnny Marr. I'm younger than him. I still look up to Johnny Marr. Yeah. But Cool Vibrato, that's Johnny Marr's. I mean, How Soon Is Now? That's oh, that, that whole song on, is vibrato. I play that Very Planet the morning every, of every of my birthdays in the last, like, five years. Really? That, how Soon Is Now, it just destroys me. Oh, come on. That's Planet Telex right yeah, there. It, absolutely. Yeah. And George Norrie. Oh, George Norrie yeah. used to fucking use that. <laughs> This car siren. Yeah, you can see you can see the roots of, of the tree. And uh, I'm just gonna play it then. That's all you need to know about that. There it is. Mm-hmm. And I like I like Tom's delivery on these verses. It's so like. I can't be fucking bothered to get these words out. It's very, uh... What's the, uh... I don't know what color your eyes are, baby. <laughs> very Bauhaus, uh... 
Yeah. He really bites off some words. It's kind of nasty. He really is like... Uh, he covers all that ground from Jeff Buckley to Johnny Rotten. You ever it, notice he can sound yeah. exactly like Johnny Rotten, too? And the, the note I have for this song is it's, it's the beginning of I have no idea what Tom is saying. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Crawling on all fours. Sure. Yeah. I think, I really think this song is about aging and becoming decrepit. And how are you going to write this song when you're 25? See, I thought it was about pool hopping. <laughs> and you see a pool you want to go in. Back to the beach house. Dude. It's all I'm, come full uh, circle. Yeah. A good pool hop is a great way to spend a fucking afternoon, dude. I like or the way, an evening. I like the way he spits out Prozac and painkillers at the end of this. Like, she's so... One of the only the things you can understand. Yeah, because he really throws the peas in there hard. You can just see so, the snarl, the so Billy Idol snarl that he has. Yeah, that's it. You know, it's just like nasty, very glam once again, too. Yeah. That's a very glam move. Yeah. You know what's great is that uh, I wouldn't say he's a conventionally good-looking person <laughs> and throws it out there. Like, just just sings into the fucking microphone. He's that, so brave, Jared. That's sexy. He's so brave. That is sexy in itself. That was my favorite line just flew by. I used to fly like, Pizza Pan! <laughs> All the children flew when I touched their dude, hands. Fucking Tom can do the peas. guy. He can do the peas, hard. He, you hear him blow the mic out on the painkiller. Yeah. Leave it in. That was yeah, the yeah, take. Exactly. That was the, that was the take. Yeah. It's that snotty Johnny Rodden thing about him that I like. He he can sing like an angel and then just get nasty. Yeah, he he takes you through the whole emotional nasty. experience. Absolutely, elevates, brings you through the fucking muck. That's what I'm saying. Though. Yeah, dude, I'm telling you, this was such a good album to paint to. Still is, but fuck, man, just he, I had the room I could move around and fucking. It's not like I'm doing dance routines to it all no, the time. No, I had it in my head. I had it in my earbuds at work the other day. I'm just mm-hmm. nice, and I'm just by myself working. It, it just like this song's indicative of everything's got this fucking rhythm to it. Yeah, you know, and they were great with setting up to catch your attention by setting up in the song structure just fucking weird timing in the beginning then snapping into 4-4 four, four. Mm-hmm. just like we know what you do, we're doing to you they weren't getting too smart for their own good no you know they didn't shake you so much off of the second album which is really important for a good second album is don't shake the listener off the fucking camel what do you what do you ride don't spook the herd doing? don't spook the herd don't spook the herd the herd is nasty Nice dreams is what we're listening. Nice dream. Sorry, yeah. I can't pluralize that. It's in it's in parentheses, by the way. Nice dream. So that makes it sound sarcastic to me. <laughs> the parentheses just yeah, feel yeah. sarcastic. Yeah. Nice dream. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> nice dream. Once again, this is this is such a Smith's outtake, though. Yeah. <laughs> My note for this is still have no idea what he's saying, but it must be important because he says it a lot. Yes. <laughs> He's talking about uh, trying to call up his good angel, and and he gets her answer phone. She would like to help, but the sea will electrocute us all. So oh. you know, it's just that run, that same old story. Yeah, who hasn't been there before? <laughs> but 
I, I like this song a lot. And uh, what do you say? Kind of like you know, nice things only seem to be happening in dreams at this point. Mm-hmm. It's the only nice things he sung about on the whole record. And it's, yeah. it's just that's a nice dream. God, this guy's a bummer. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, he's in the moment. Well, they got the beautiful backing vocals. Yeah. Later on when they come in And I'm a sucker for that shit like A number them. of times in this song They set up this uh, complex rhythm Where they they lay it out for you Right here And then they start doing this Yeah, right here, exactly So Yeah, I'm a sucker for that shit And then they just blow it out the ass During the second part of this song right. In a great way if you think Just you belong enough. Mm. Oh, there's oh, is this Johnny busting in the door. Oh, shit. Is this comes, gonna, wait a second. Here comes Kramer. <laughs> <laughs> this is like that shitty part of the dream where you like, you really have to pee. Yeah. <laughs> Things are getting faster. <laughs> if I can <laughs> feel it urgent. <laughs> You like melodies? Here's a melody. And back to that nice dream. Just hang it. Yeah. Do they come back to that? No. That is that is that is the bridge. And I will say they're they are practicing still at this point. Very classic pop song structure. Most of these songs have a bridge. Yeah. Little interludes between. Ver- I mean, it's they're just they're killing the shit out of the pop song structure. Dude, it's like. <clears throat> Anxiously janky, but melodic. Yeah, like it's a characterization of itself, but still being fucking poignant. There's no way I, I, I can sum it up other than <laughs> in any other fucking shitty way. Agent of chaos. Agent of chaos. <laughs> God damn it, Jared. <laughs> Thanks, man. Yeah, you're welcome. This song coming up next is just. Um, I like the sense of humor in this one too. Got a little bit, you know, teach you how to be a holy cow. And does this smell like team what? <laughs> and it goes into territorial pissings from there. <laughs> I mean, come on. I'm not mad at it though. Can't get the stink out. Right there is where I had to skip in my album. <laughs> oh, really? On my CD. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'll, I'll never not be able to hear that yes. when this thing starts off. And you know what? It for the first like three skips, it sounded. Uh, like in in point, yeah, like it was all right. The doubling of vocals and guitarists there is amazing. Yes, when they do the melody in unison, I love that shit it just too. Catches you. <laughs> and for so, for some reason, it feels like the album starts over here. Like it seems like a reprise, but it also feels like looking it's at the uh, track list. This very well could have been the start of side B. If if it was going to be the movie Jaws, they just got on the fucking boat. Yeah. They got that he's and he does this through the whole album. But you got that acoustic guitar in the background. Just that's a very bowie thing to do. But it's on most songs. Did we ever do that recording? I think we oh, did. Really? Not me. Ben know. did it. Maybe. Ben did it. I don't know. It's a good move though. <laughs> it is, because it fattens things up without muddy in the waters. It's mm-hmm. a good trick. More of that so good. They yeah. hang a line like nobody else. <laughs> they let it breathe and drop it on the one. Yeah. They invented the bass drop. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to say it. 
I'm gonna, I'm, I'll die on that hill. Radiohead invented the bass drop. Probably did. It's probably on Kid A somewhere. There's probably a bass drop. It's just, just like the sickest thing ever. And little DJ uh, Dead Mouse when he was 12 came in his pants when he heard it. The guitar solo on uh, this is fucking bipolar, man. Yeah. I think he set it up with the last track. Yeah. Just like, this is going to blow out. This, this thing is just going to rock right there. Totally. <laughs> Jekyll and Hyde, man. Uh, that's the medicine right there. And you just keep hearing you did it to yourself. You did it to yourself. Crazy video for this one, too. The guy laying down on the street. I didn't see it. Oh. We'll watch that right after the beach house. All right. It was great. They were still, they always had pretty cool videos. This Burn the Witch video they just did last two years ago. Yeah, for they, that new, sick. They got good videos. Video game is on. And I, if you really needed a video in the 90s to sell your shit, man. No doubt. Yeah. MTV was still a thing. It's a very, it's not one of my favorite songs on this, on this album, but I like it. And it's a very, it feels very 90s. Maybe it's the, the uh, grunge intro. <laughs> yeah, but uh, they were their first album. They were kind of pegged as grunge from Pablo Honey. Yeah, because I, grunge was fresh, and yeah. and we didn't have all the uh, different delineations between like fucking garage slop and you know. <laughs> power slop. And, you know, <laughs> none of that, none of that popping and slapping shit. Uh, right? What's he doing here? I don't know, but I like it. <laughs> Dude, it, that's that's a record scratch, basically. That's the same cadence. Uh, he's, I mean, ever since that first Creep video, I was like, who's this weird-looking motherfucker that makes the guitar sound so creepy and beautiful? Yeah. This big, lanky dude with the bangs. Dude, he hulks over. He, like, yeah. lurches over his instruments. Got that Jimmy Page he, he encompasses them. Yeah. They're in it. They're like, he, I get him to my core. Yeah. I feel, oh. And I accidentally just let it roll right into my iron lung. But that's the whammy pedal you're hearing right there. Yeah. 1995, there weren't a ton of people using a whammy pedal. And just letting the, letting the bass line ride. Yeah. We got to give Colin Greenwood some love because he is a very... He's not flashy... He's like an Adam Clayton. He's just putting it down. Yeah. And he can be funky. He's Dude, see, uh, the, the bass and drummer are fucking in lock f- through this entire band. I don't know if there's some side story about how they're just all like on the same page or they can <laughs> hear each other's thoughts or they were separated friends. as in fucking embryo or, or whatnot. But uh, uh, fucking... Yeah, whatever. <laughs> the, the whammy pedal, though. If you weren't Tom Morello, nobody was using a whammy pedal. Like, Dimebag uses, used a at 95, 94, whatever this is. It was Dimebag, there was Tom Morello, and Dave Gilmore used it once on a Pink Floyd album. Nobody was fucking with the yeah, whammy the pedal. Yeah, whammy's out there, but, you know, I think, I think didn't, didn't the Chili Peppers use it, but just, like, fucking push it one way and keep it there for a little bit. I don't know. I don't recall ever hearing a whammy pedal on a chili You know what? I think whammy pedal is like plastic surgery. If you don't notice it, you're doing it right. (laughs) It's just that telltale sound, that that real high grainy. Dude, oh, I got to... The punctuation hits in this verse when he they just come in and... Like, oh, yeah. 
yeah, yeah. just a couple times in this verse. Yeah, little toots. Yeah. But they're done. They don't got to do it the whole time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I like that. No, they have reserve. They yeah. they absolutely have reserve through uh, their approach to making these uh, these sonic arrangements. Yeah. This is the song I was telling you that they recorded li- actually live in concert at the Astoria in 94. The, the only thing they overdubbed was the, the vocals. Yeah. This is, a, this is essentially a, a live... Not even essentially, just literally and figuratively and spiritually and universally. This is a live track on performed the, in front of an audience. On the compilation of live takes that I listened to today, this was there. Yeah. And if you should watch that concert. Anyone listening that should listen or go watch Radiohead Live at the Astoria. And just they listen, play, go have, watch They it. play this just album. fucking they, listen, yeah, go watch it. This is the tour they had to go do in the middle of making this album because they weren't done with the album. Yeah. <laughs> Or radio messed around and got a master take. All getting fucking recognized. And this song does remind me of uh, that song "Killing Moon" by Echo and the Bunnymen. Nah, go check it out. You'd be I like, know. oh I yeah, don't know about that. Oh yeah, without a doubt, without a doubt, son. <laughs> and this was this was that first. This is a pre. This was like the EP that came out before everything else. This was like the first taste of this album that I ever got. Yeah. The descending line is is what caught me for this song. It's it's, it's almost like a, a twisted car, carnival. Mm-hmm. It's laughing at you. Oh, this is where they turn Tractor's into guns. laughing this, at me. This is where they turn into Guns Jason and Roses. Tractor. It's Guns and Roses. What's he, what's he saying in there? He's piping in some vocals in there. They don't say. Or Amazon Music isn't telling me. Yeah. But uh, I love the line when they come out of it. You know, if you're frightened, you can be frightened. It's okay. If you're you can be frightened. Okay. <laughs> Good shits, my yeah. man. Thomas. But that is like a that was like three bars of Guns N' Roses at the end there. That was like... You could be mine at the end. <laughs> yeah, good call. Uh, that's all I have to say about that. Listen to Killing Moon by Echo the Bunny Man, and you'll enjoy that as well. More Guns N' Roses. <laughs> we're getting close. We only got a few tracks left. Yeah, we're close. We're coming this... to the end of this masterpiece. Bulletproof. This is... I, this, this, tell me what you think. This is where I stopped taking notes. All right. To just, just feel it then. I'm just, I'm going to feel this. This is almost like Nice Dream where, you know, it's just that real nice vibe to keep it mellow. Or lengthy intros. This is what happens on a second album towards the back end. This intro is very space oddity. I think that's the slow burn of the back end of the second album. Space oddity... Take your protein pills. We're like, honestly, for a second album, if the first half is banging, you you good. You got a third. Yeah, you're good. <laughs> you gonna be all right. I love the brushes. Those are actually hot rods. They're not brushes. Oh, excuse me. I used those on a track I did with Steve Bergstrom. 
A lot of people used to think he was an anti-Semite, but he's not. It turns out he's okay. He's a beautiful person. <laughs> I don't really know what this song is about, but don't we all wish we were bulletproof? Yeah. I guess. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Sometimes he's pretty impenetrable, lyric-wise. Like, I got an idea of how that makes me feel, but I have no idea what's going on in that guy's head. Yeah. Maybe it's something that he's wanting. This fe- this song feels like wanting. Yearning. Yeah. It's got a very... Yearn. It's got a very... <laughs> it's got a very yearn to it. I just always think, like, ground control to Major Tom yearning. in this song. No, you're yearning. Oh, but the guitars that come in here. It's so beautiful. It's so gorgeous. That's a butterfly skimming over a frozen fucking pond. That is a butterfly queef over a frozen pond. Exactly what you said. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, yeah. Using that beautiful falsetto. We're hanging. We're hanging it out there. Hang, Boy, they just like just, to hang. We still hang. They've never we hung can... as well on this as they did on this album. They nailed it. They yeah. nailed the hang on this one. <laughs> that is like my favorite guitar. Guitar. That's my favorite. Guitar. <laughs> that's my favorite guitar on the whole album. Like that section. That's like my favorite yeah. guitar part on the whole album. Do you know what you can't do with uh, with the, the, this kind of delicate guitar parts and this kind of hanging? on their future albums is when they get more into the digital timing. Yeah. They're losing some of this feeling. The digital decay. They're, they're still great. I mean, they're, they're amazing. They have so many more albums after this that are fantastic. Uh, we're not going to get into them on this episode. <laughs> See you on the next fuck. Um, Jared, I'm sorry it's about cuss that. Jar. It's cuss jar. Cuss jar, man. I put it in there. Dang. <laughs> They're able to hang on this. It feels live, whether it's live tracks or not, whether you're driving and you think you're listening to the regular album, yeah. but it's live. Who can tell with these guys? They're so good. There's some kind of feel that they have. More there background chanting. More background chanting. Gotta love it. Oh. Can we cut <laughs> any of that fu- fucking five minutes? Oh, no. It's beautiful. Beautiful. <laughs> This this is a bold move right here. I like this for the next song, Black Star. The fade in on the intro. Who just fade in the beginning? Like, yeah. the, oh, we're just catching up. This is yeah, what in progress. More classic rock chord progressions. You're listening to the second album for a third time within the second album. <laughs> it's like when the A track used to come up. You know, when you push it through and it would kind of fade in. Mm-hmm. Fucking beautiful melody, and I don't know. If he gets said a lot about Tom York, but he's a very gifted mel- melodicist, melodist, yeah. melody writer. You're right. It doesn't he's, get said. He's, that's probably why. McCartney-esque in his skill for melody. And it, I don't think I think about that enough. So I remind myself this guy's kind of a genius with yeah. the melody. He can make melodies over when, when they really go off the deep end and it sounds like computers eating each other out and stuff. And he's got to sing over the top of that. Yeah. He still comes up with sick melodies. Yeah. And sometimes he just squeals. At no time when you're listening to this band do you think any of their fucking fame or recognition is a mistake. It's earned. That's the thing. Each one of these guys so intentional, but still artistic. When they had to when they had to eventually just start switching instruments because they were all too good at whatever they were doing, that's 
That's a number of bad songs. Have you ever heard their fucking Hambone album? (laughs) It's amazing. That's that's only like an Eastern European dude. It hangs. There's hang time on that thing. It hangs like cured meat. (laughs) 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 Fuck, it hangs like Kiefer Sutherland in The Lost Boys. This is like. You know, he didn't write very personal shit like this on the next album. Okay, computer. It's a lot about, you know, the fear and loathing of it all. And trying to write programs in basic. Yeah. It's like the personal songwriting kind of went away for a while. But this is this is like a relationship. This is like star-crossed lovers, right? Yeah. You got to blame it on... No, it's indicative blame of... Blame it on the rain. Oh, shit, we got to make a second album. Yeah. But they really were able to fucking pull from it and make a beautiful second album. This song, this album speaks of pressure. It fucking speaks of of maybe seeing the horizon at some point. But we're in it. We're not necessarily getting tumbled, but we're feeling this thing crashing on top of us. And we got to produce. Oh, just hanging. I'll hit that post. <laughs> right. <laughs> I'll hit that fucking post. Uh, yeah, I like I like that one too. That's kind of a that, that's not real bombastic, just a pretty song ah. with a pretty melody. It's no, that, that's the that. don't leave me high and dry, but having done it already. Been better. Right. It's better. Yeah. Yeah. Which is what they did. They did a great first album. They do another cool Leslie, amazing sep, cool sec, Leslie, sep, Leslie guitars on there with the room you're, with you're, the warbles. You're Leslie. Now that brings us to Sulk. I'm, I'm gonna say it. I don't care for this song. All right, bring it. <laughs> this song, it just there's just nothing in this song that they haven't done better already on the album to this point. Baseline sinewy, sinewy. He moves around. It kind of reminds me of like Sunny Day Real Estate right here. But the song feels like a sketch. It's not done. Yeah. That's just, and it, this one's clocking in at a B minus too. So but it's not I, like a bad song. But I do love the vocalizations. The vocalizations, I think, save this song. And I, I never yeah. asked to have this fucking thing put on, but he can really, again, ha- hang it out there. Not for sure. That's that. That's that love of Buckley right there. It's yeah. the emotion, like yeah, it's good he could really throw it out there. Should people should go listen to that Jeff Buckley album? There's only one, so go check it out. Grace. Yeah, Grace. And you two people that owe a lot to Jeff Buckley. This guy, Tom York, and then Matt Bellamy from Muse. <laughs> they both just need to write checks to the estate of Jeff Buckley every few years just to, <laughs> just to even the books. <laughs> Does Muse have a good second album? Oh, just a little bit. Also produced by Bob Leckie, I'll have you know. What? Yeah. What? Who, who was paying attention in the intro? <laughs> yes. Yeah, I wouldn't mind getting to that. But like I said, I don't want to get too British or too Bob Leckie. But that is... Boy, I have a lot to talk about on that, too. I love the vocal line starting with just like you. Just just like you. Whatever. Yep. Just like you. It's such a beautiful setup. There's another three, four little. See, but it's just not that special. I think it's like the most forgettable track. Like it's the one that always pops out. I'm like, oh right, this song. But apparently, it was inspired by like a uh, was the the hunger Hungerford massacre. Like six people left dead. Like a crazy gunman went around shooting a bunch of people in Hungerford. This is deceptively pretty track about a shitty thing. I'm not impressed with six people. Sixteen. Oh, nice. Now who's yeah, impressed? Okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was intentional. Like Radiohead's second album. <laughs> 
And I'm going to just call that. There's nothing really interesting that happens in the rest of this song. Yeah. There's no uh, There's no Kramer solo. Just like I songs before this one. Which is fine because this is the next to last song on the album. This next one that this, we're this about one, to hear? No, that one we just heard. Okay. This album ends on a fucking bummer, if you can imagine. More parentheses, too. Street Spirit, parentheses, fade out. Even Tom York has stated, like, I, either people don't understand what this song is about or they wouldn't... They wouldn't tell. How do you put it? They wouldn't take it in themselves. Like, if they knew how, like, sick and fucked up the song was, they wouldn't like it as much as they do or something to that effect. If you really understood this song, then you wouldn't be comfortable with yourself enjoying it. <laughs> exactly. But I think more people are fucked up than he realizes. Let me sing about cracked eggs and dead birds. Here's they scream for life. It's basically the same shit. thing. I'm not impressed. It's weird shit. A cracked egg is a dead bird. That's true. That's heavy. Oh, he's going for it at the end. That's the thing. He lays out. <laughs> he's like a gymnast. He's a vocal gymnast who will every now and then. Just like it. your dad, you'll never change. That's the last line of the song. <laughs> fucking dude. Come yeah. on already. Yeah. He's melodically tearing <laughs> you apart. Just like your dad, you'll never change. This one, this is a sick guitar line that starts off. Street Spirit. There's a lot of kids sitting at Guitar Center playing shitty this versions of this. Too. The, the, this guitar line just feels like a pull from something else. It's like Baroque. Yeah. It's it's not blues based, like I said. Not much of what yeah. they do is. You this can play is, it on a harpsichord. Yeah, this is like folk music, like old ancient British yeah. Isles you folk can have music. A, a powdered wig and syphilis. Should and be play a this. loot. Dying of the plague. <laughs> Sting, playing the song. Sting would play this if he if he was ill. Yeah, it's like a funeral dirge. What it's, was that? I will say, hey, Tom, you want to do that take again? No. There's a sick cover of this song by The Darkness. Have you heard it? Yes, <laughs> yes, and you're right. One of the best covers. Um, I don't I've, say that lightly, right. man. I've heard some good Radiohead covers. I think that one takes the cake. Yeah. And what? just when you think it's getting too ridiculous, it gets more ridiculous. Yeah. And you like it even more. Yep. They double down. Oh, here comes the, one one of the, the best rim shots. Rim shot clicks. Ah. Oh. It's Philip Selway. Honest, yes. And one of the one of the best ways to do the fucking snare drum folded over rim shot fucking is this. Just yeah. on the eights. Deep. Fours, whatever. Seven, yeah, yeah. And I'm this just gonna is, say see, Ed O'Brien's name because we haven't said his name. Yeah, he's, he's a great musician. <laughs> he's good too. He was in. The, he was there also. He's the, he's on the back of vocals when they, you know, he's the guy playing the other guitar. There's a lot of pretty guitars. Yeah, that could have been him on on Bulletproof too. Yeah, we don't know. The, he's we all don't over know. it. Ed, Ed O'Brien does a, a great job. He's gonna be all right. Yeah, Ed O'Brien's yeah, gonna, gonna be, be all right. I'm in Radiohead too. I'm the good-looking guy in Radiohead. <laughs> they uh, say I have the biggest nipples in Radiohead. <laughs> Nipple okay. problems. Moaning. Just, uh, I do think of the plague. I think of like the Dark Ages. Yeah, yeah, like, totally so, like, bring out your dead. There's poop getting poured out of second-story <laughs> windows during this song. Yeah. Muddy streets and not rubber boots.
Oh, gonna fade out. The fade out is in parentheses once again. So I don't know if he's being facetious. Yeah. <laughs> oh. I don't know what to say about this song, but it's beautiful. Yeah, if, it's great. if like sadness and the plague and diarrhea and your pantaloons being filthy. <laughs> what, what what kind of cut of pants are they, Jared? You know, the kind of capris. Yeah, <laughs> a little bit longer than the knee. Knickerbockers. Shorter than... <laughs> Just moaning it to death. Yeah, there's a career low charting album for these guys, if you can if you can buy that. Didn't do that much. I mean, even the one, yeah, even the ones that every album they put out since this has done better than this. It's not always going to be the case, but it, it's not rare. They think the second coming. album, the the one that kind of sets them apart from what they did prior to what they're going to do in the future. Right. It's a bridge album, but you find those fucking gems in there. We're going to see that a number of times on this fucking, you know, segment of podcast that we're doing. There will be some recurring <laughs> themes, I do believe. And lights out, children. Sweet dreams. Don't slit your wrist before morning. But it's not as sad as that. They have uh, this kind of inspirational, you can go get it. You can pull your up from pull yourself up from the depths and uh, achieve. Yeah, yeah. The, the album feels like achieving. It feels it like does. coping and achieving. The word that got thrown around a lot in the 90s was like slacker. Like, oh, these guys are making sure. slacker anthems. I don't think you can call Radiohead slackers. They're very ambitious young men at no. this point. Other ambitious old men. But. This album smacks of effort, but also uh, ingenuity and artistic expression. It's, a, you know, to hit it again, it's really intentional. It's okay to try. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it feels that's not that what way, slackers right? think. No, <laughs> that's not slacker talk. Ow, ow. Yeah, what do you think we're gonna do on the next fucking episode as far as second albums? I think we should go ahead and do the one we've been talking about. We should do uh, "Nothing Shocking" by Jane's Addiction. One, I gotta throw some money in that swear jar. I'm gonna try <laughs> to stop that. You're gonna try to stop that. Working but, on it. We get a swear jar. Oh, I got, I got a mason jar kicking around. <laughs> But Nothing the, shocking on the next fun. episode. I love that idea, Jared. Yeah. Second album. That's a hot second album. Do you want to start right now on this episode? No, we'll make you wait till the next episode. Smoke weed every day.